0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic morning, as always. And as the saga and the propaganda continues to be pushed out by the mainstream media, I think many people are starting to realize that the narrative we have been told is a complete and total This is one of the reasons why, in my opinion, and many others, including a lot of retired military, are saying now this entire thing in Afghanistan has been extremely well orchestrated from the beginning. This is not an accident. This is not some debacle. This wasn't the Biden administration being incompetent, which, I mean, Biden can't even really tie his shoes. So I'm not saying much for him. But the overall banker boys that are running the show right now have very much strong control Over what's going on. I had a lot of people in response to the emails um, from yesterday's show. A lot of people did not realize that Afghanistan sits on over 60 million metric tons of copper and over 1.4 million metric tons of rare earth elements, including lithium, which they are now saying that Afghanistan has the largest lithium deposits even over Bolivia, the largest in the world of known lithium reserves. In Afghanistan, that's just, you know, side note that nobody wants to talk about in the mainstream media right now because, of course, they have to make sure they're bringing in as many individuals from Afghanistan as they can. And I'm not discounting the fact that there's a lot of people over there. There's a lot of good people in Afghanistan. There's a lot of people over there that are pretty much going to have a very hard time now with this Sharia Muslim control that has been orchestrated. But understand this was not by accident The narrative had to change for a few weeks to get people off what's really going on. And what's really going on is we have a RNA gene therapy injection that's being forced on the entire world and being told you have to take it or else you can't function in society. There's mass protest in Greece right now because pretty much they've they've said in Greece that if you don't get this experimental shot, you're not going to bars, you're not going to restaurants, you're not going to cinemas, you're not going to public places. Same thing that they've said now in New York. Now, I've seen multiple, multiple businesses now that have started to push back in New York already. There's one lady, she actually had a sign up basically stating that we don't discriminate against anybody, including if you're unvaccinated or vaccinated. And the terminology now has been so skewed with this concept of you are a good little peasant if you get this RNA gene therapy. But if you don't get it, well, you're you're not allowed to basically interact with anybody. And today we have an incredibly awesome guest that we're bringing on. She's extremely knowledgeable in this field and you guys know I like we like to have people on the show that know what they're talking about because it's not just us saying this. There are people all over the world and all over the country that are extremely well versed in these areas that are saying the exact same thing. And so we encourage everybody continue to get this information out there. Please continue afford the show and thank you for supporting health masters dad who's our guest this morning let me let you introduce <laughs> real quick well
1: i, I heard dr carrie madgey on a show a few months back and i i told you and I, I spoke to our producer and i said we need to get dr carrie on and so by the goodness of the lord we've been able to do that and let me give you some background on her dr carrie Maggi is originally from dearborn michigan and she received her medical degree from kansas city university of medical biosciences in 2001 she then completed a traditional internship at the Medical Center in Columbus, Georgia, and internal medicine residency at the Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. She also served as a private clinician and medical director of clinics in Georgia until 2015. Dr. Uh, Maggi also served as an attending physician for the Pennsylvania College of Osteopathic Medicine. She is an osteopath, which I prefer over medical doctors personally on the show. Uh, this was in the Georgia campus where she mentored students in clinical applications of internal medicine for eight years. She has served as a public speaker who was featured in the documentary, The Marketing of Madness, about the overuse of prescription psychotropic medicines. Dr. Maggi now dedicates her time educating others on vaccines, nanotechnology, and human rights via multiple platforms, including speaking engagement. So, Dr. Maggi, thank you so much for being on the Ted Noss Brower Show today. And I'm going to kind of start off with a question for you. You were basically brought into a meeting with some of the world elite. and They were telling you some things that kind of got your attention. Tell us about that story, please.
2: Uh, yes. Well, that was in, uh, it's in Atlanta, Georgia and it wasn't, um, it was a meeting that was for business owners and you had to be, um, asked or recruited <clears throat> to be a part of it. And I just thought it was just an or- ordinary business owners meeting. Uh but when I got there, it was, um, we had to be bused in and the cell phones were jammed and this was, you know, around 2014. And, um, also, there's no way to really leave the building. Once you were there, you were there. And the, the discussion there, and I also I was a fish out of water because there wasn't really uh, many other clinicians or medical uh, people there. It was mostly tech and uh, bigger companies. Anyhow, um, the talk started out right away about how how they needed to get more businesses to come to Atlanta. They were having some issues, they said, because um, they needed people were too racist and not amenable to other cultures. This is for people from different countries coming into town. So they had a solution, they said. And what they presented was horrifying to me. So right, right away, they jumped into that they came up with an application that's on uh, the phones, every phone that's a smartphone. And it doesn't matter if it's an iPhone, Android, etc., all of us have health applications downloaded. So you can um, disable them, but you cannot erase them, okay? So in these uh, health applications, they showed us that in the dropdown, there would be many uh, categories. So right now, if you know how to look at the drop down, you wouldn't believe what they can monitor on a person. They can monitor... Um, your blood alcohol content, if you're having sex, if you're brushing your teeth, how many vitamins are in your body, how many medications, if you're lying. There's a lie detector test. There's a voice inflection app to see if you're lying. Of course, location, your blood pressure, your sugar. I mean, thoughts, all kinds of things. It's unbelievable. So they said they could use that application that's in a phone and it could be wirelessly connected to the human body. And they wanted to do this because they felt, that if they could encourage or alter behavior of the people of that area, meaning if they, their, their endpoint was lying. So if they could get the person to lie less, then this would make a better person. The person would be a healthier person and they would be nicer to everybody else. And so they said, this is what we, not, not let's ask, not maybe, they said, we will do this to the people. And I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Now, the only thing they did not explain to us was um, how would they get the wireless connection from a human body to the phone? That part wasn't quite explained, but they said, you know, they were hoping to launch that within the five years. so That would have been 2019 ish. Right. And so in this meeting, they gave an example of how this would work. So they give an example of two women talking on the phone. One woman said, you're late. You're supposed to be at the restaurant. It's five o'clock. The other woman would say, I'm sorry, I'm running late at the gym. And as soon as she would say that, the phone would give her an instant repercussion. They didn't say what that was, but they did say that how many, the phone would she know she's uh, lying because of the GPS, the voice inflection, the lie detector, um, her heart rate, her all, all these kinds of things would be monitored. And so the phone would know and all the time she lied would be added up. And so like maybe over three months, If she was a liar, then a supercomputer would allot her a social credit score that was not good. And so this meeting, they said she wouldn't get a good um, percentage on her home mortgage. She couldn't get good food. She wouldn't go to concerts. uh, She couldn't get a good job, couldn't go to a good school. They were were calling on the introduction of a social credit system here in Atlanta, just based on what they believe they should do. So people started clapping to this. The whole room was standing ovation. I sat there in shock. And I said, how could you be for this? And they told me, the people in the room, they said, look, it's either us or them. Which side do you want to be on? You're not going to want to be on the other side. And that was pretty much the the first and the last meeting I went to.
1: Wow. I mean, you know, you know, we've talked about all of these different applications of the smartphone. We've talked about all the biometrics they can read and monitor off the smartphone. But to actually be at a meeting, where they actually discuss all of this. And then we see, of course, that we've had patents set up for testing of coronavirus research done on coronavirus for the past 15, 20 years. Tell me about this vaccine they're telling about on this, this COVID vaccine and, you know, and all the different variants. Is this a real vaccine or, or what is this, Doc?
2: Well, it's it's not a vaccine by definition. It does not prevent disease because you can still get supposedly this virus. You can still be contagious. You can still transmit it. You can still die. You can still go to the hospital. It's only at best what the manufacturers are telling us, maybe partial immunity for two months, maybe. That's it. And it's also introducing brand new technology. First of all, it's genetic modification. We are now altering genes. It's also introducing synthetic genes, something not from nature. This is brand new now, never done before, widespread at least. And also nanotechnology. So this is something incredibly important. This ties in with that story I just told you about, because they're using something called nanolipid particles. Now, nanolipid particles is is a way to also say another substance called hydrogel. And hydrogel has multiple different applications. It's, um, it's synthetic and it's analogous to our tissues, meaning our body usually doesn't uh, reject it very much. And so what it's been used for in the past is is it can you know on-demand drug delivery, but it also can be used as an AI hookup, like a Wi-Fi hookup in a way. Um, it can be used as computing power within an organic body. So this, this is how they can, if once the substance gets inside a human body and there's enough of it, this could actually be the link up to something like a smartphone or any other smart device around you. Meaning you would be a walking, uh, electronic device. You would be, your body would be connecting to anything electronic around you forever. Well, you know, as long as, is this thing would work in your body, This this is when I saw the ingredients of this. This is when I I said I have to start warning people about what I know. I have to start warning them about what is inside there. Not only is it dangerous to humans, but the implications and what it could do to us as humanity in general
1: you know, it's all part of the AI system they're trying to connect us into. Do you have any information on what the graphene oxide does That's in these shots also and how it ties us into a kind of a lithium battery construct or how it helps tie in the AI into us? Or do you, are you familiar with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the hydrogel is going to be the main substrate, right? So it's like a scaffolding and inside of it, it can have many things. One of its graphene oxide. Um, and, Graphene oxide is, you know, if you imagine taking a a pencil, your regular number two pencil, and you just, um, you know, you scribble on a piece of paper, what you're seeing is the the graphene. And so what they're able to do is take that graphene down to just one atom thick, really, really tiny. And it's amazing ability for computing power. It's uh, So it's really thin, it's easily accessible, and it can do uh, very fast computing power. So this is kind of the perfect substrate however you know how is it going to assimilate in a human body there's some toxicity as you know as you can imagine we don't have long-term studies on this either um and we do know that there you know there are certain other things in there like metals and uh the problem is we have we the people have not been able to analyze the contents of the vials which is incredibly important we're only going by what the manufacturers are telling us and you know that there have been some people that have been able to look inside the vial, um, and we hope there's more. And I've been able to see some of the contents of one of the vials under just a compound microscope, and, and what I saw was mostly synthetic material in there.
1: Are they going to tie us into an uh, AI system, Carrie? Are they going to try to turn us into a bio robot where they can control every thought and every action every everything that we do?
2: It's 100% in that direction because look at everything, the World Economic Forum, something called the Codex Alimentarius, which is a trade agreement, uh, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. All of them say, you know, their deadline is 2030. They want everybody, every human to be hooked up into the Internet of Things, meaning you're going to be, like I said, there's going to be a substrate inside of you that will be able to hook up to any um, electronic device around you. And it's a two-way communication so you can put thoughts out or messages or commands out but you also get them back in your body and so look at the danger of that and so this is this is the plan uh, and this is a way that these people and that have been able to get into power they think that they don't need that many of us, so it's okay if this is dangerous to humanity. That's all right, because they need to do the calling it's called, to get rid of many of us. The rest that are left over, uh, we're, we're not a control people. We need to be controlled. So this is a way to control people. They are using this system in cattle, cows, and this is what they think they can use in humans right now.
1: So they pretty much consider us just to be livestock on the planet, to be used and culled and uh, Cultivated and do whatever yes. they want to do to us and then enslave the rest of us for their own yeah. desires or wishes. Now, how much of this stuff is tied together on the dark side as far as like with Satanism? Because mm-hmm. that seems to be the underlying element that I always see come up with all of this is that a lot of these people that are involved in this, you know, practice out of the Zohar. They practice Kabbalah. They basically are Satanists. They, they call up all kinds of spirits and they conjure things up. And we also know that this AI computer system that they're putting us in, this D-wave computer supposedly has an interface to an extra-dimensional entity. Uh, I mean, is this what this is all about? Is bringing us back to Genesis chapter 6? Doc, I know you're a Christian. Is is this what this is all about? Is to bring us back into a system in which everyone is evil all of the
0: time?
2: Yeah, as as in the days of Noah, we're seeing the same thing. The chimeras, where they're introducing animal and insect and plant genetics into humans, and they plan to do that widespread. So those are, you know, hybrids and also genetic manipulation and and actually when when they're talking about putting these synthetic genes in people i know it seems so crazy but this is from their own mouths they believe they they need to evolve humanity this is their idea they they want to evolve humanity and these people are also called transhumanist that's their their title of themselves and they believe that we need to fix our broken bodies and they are the controllers they're the creators And so in their minds, they can become gods. They don't believe in God like we do. Uh, But they also do a lot of satanic symbolism. So it's obvious they believe in that. There's 666 everywhere. There's Lucifer, Lucifer Rice everywhere. They believe that everyone should be connected through AI like a hive mind. And that's not connected to me because we're connected, you know, through God. And I don't need that. That's their idea. They also want to make us live forever be immortal but only through our thoughts and dreams uploading them and then downloading them into either another body or a digital avatar which is not immortality to me so it's it's taking it's copying everything from god christianity and an inversion of it turning it upside down a blasphemy because you know satan and and cannot create anything it can only copy or or you know manipulate what is already created and so this is why you're seeing this. And they use uh, different things. I think DARPA's um, AI, one of their AI programs is called Nimrod. <laughs> you know, Nimrod and Gilgamesh, uh, they were building, he was building the Tower of Babel to kill God. Um, l- look at what their idols are. <laughs> it tells you everything.
1: Well, no, it's it's crazy. And, uh, you know, let me ask you another question here since we're talking about all this stuff today. You know, this whole thing with the population control and reducing fertility, and now you know you got Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England, his wife running around telling all these pregnant women to get injected. You got the AMA now telling us that we can no longer bring, you know, or put down a how should I say, sex on the on the on a birth certificate for a child. And of course the, the you know the uh, the pediatricians are going nuts over that. And that and we've got all of this group trying to bring us into what's called a hemaphroditic lifestyle. They want us to be transgenders. They want us to be gay. Uh, they believe that their, their god is a snake, which is really weird to me, and they really believe that you know the highest expression form of a human being is to be an hermaphrodite. Tell us what these spike proteins are going to do as far as the ovaries and the testicles of these young children who are developing in their mother's ovaries. Also, tell us how the spike proteins are going to affect the testicles and the ovaries of adults who are exposed to people who are shedding these spike proteins, uh, Doc.
2: Um, well, these spike proteins are a synthetic protein that your body is being uh, programmed to produce. Never before have we had any sort of vaccine that does that. So we're trying to stop you from producing the virus. This one's encouraging you to make part of the supposed virus, supposed. So it's synthetic and it uh, goes instead of you being um, in the environment where you can inhale it, if you're inhaling these spike proteins, they would just stick to your nasopharynx and maybe in your lungs, that's it. Well, now, and when you get the shot, it's being produced everywhere in your body. Your brain, your blood vessels, your liver, your kidneys, your ovaries, 64 times affinity for your ovaries. It's insane. So these little little things are sticking like Velcro everywhere. And so... They told us they were benign, and now they had to change the story because now we know they're not benign. They're actually very inflammatory. So these sticky Velcro proteins, they're synthetic everywhere, are causing inflammatory reactions. Imagine them just filling up the ovary. That would cause absolutely be a cause of infertility. Um, These are also just completely synthetic uh, uh, genomes, you know. So. There's a potential of this becoming taken up into the, uh, the genome of the human, meaning it could become permanent in your body. There's a potential. We need to know that. Synthetic genes. We have this can affect chromosome eight, your intelligence and fertility. It can affect something called syncytin, which is the ability for the uh, placenta to implant into the uterus. Um, you know, and many other things it can affect, of course, clotting problems, et cetera, blood flow to the placenta. Of course, there's so many things it could affect with fertility and also how a baby is, is uh, developing and forming. And we haven't even got into the, the nano part of that where it's the polyethylene glycol, which is definitely um, it can cause birth defects and infertility itself. And that's what's 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 wrapped in the the spike protein. And we know that uh Pfizer admitted that the spike proteins that these people are just, you know, spitting out of their body for who knows how long. We don't know how long this will happen. Pfizer said in their protocol that any woman in childbearing age, breastfeeding, trying to get pregnant, if she comes in close contact with anyone who's had these injections to report it to Pfizer immediately, they have to follow up because there could be some negative effects that they would not say what, but they said that. So here they go. They know this can affect these women negatively and the babies. However, they are now pushing it with people who, who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant. The American Academy of Obstetrics and Gynecology is now recommending it for pregnant women and breastfeeding when Pfizer says there's a danger. What kind of world are we in? People have to wake up and see that everything you thought our government did is no longer there. No checks and balances, no protection right now. This is, um, to me, a coup happened and it's, it, we weren't told about it. And there's a slow transition happening. And so if we do not unite and speak up at this very moment, we could lose this window of opportunity and go down a very dark road.
1: Oh, Doc, let me ask you a question. Why won't people speak up? What have they done to the people in the United States? Is it the fluoride? Is it the tricyclic antidepressants? Uh, you know, is it the opiate? Is it, is it the uh, is it the serotonin reuptake inhibitors? Mm-hmm. What's caused people to become so passive and so docile? Do you know?
2: Because we took God out of everything. Because ah, with good. God, with God, none of that can make you go against what the right thing is to do. And that is that is the truth. Until people have. That passion for Yeshua, Jesus Christ, God, our creator, the only one that is ever been there for us and that can save us and have that connection and then and then live as though, you know, Yeshua told us how to how to be in the Bible. You you help one another. You don't shun. You don't you know go in your house and and not help out the weaker and the more fragile. These children are being tortured in school and you don't hear a peep out of anyone. Where is that passion? Where's that patriotism? Where's that? Okay, I'm going to boycott the schools. That's not going to cause you any harm, but it can do a lot as far as um, what happens in our country and around the world.
1: Now, tell me about, I know you've done a lot of research and a lot of studies and you've spoken a lot about psychiatric drugs and the use of these different types of compounds with people. Tell me some of the side effects of these things, including suicide and why there's so many people relying on these things now.
2: Um, well, you know, the, these diagnoses are in, are just ridiculous themselves because a norm, we are humans, we have emotions, right? We get sad, sometimes happy and, and worried and anxious and that's normal. And then, and you were supposed to learn how to work through them and to feel, you know, you're supposed to feel that's emotions That's connecting to something called your limbic system, because we have the, you know, the, the brainstem, the, the primary brain, which is, they call it reptilian <laughs> and that's just gives you uh you know how to breathe your instincts etc and then you have the limbic system which is compassion and emotion and a conscience right and so what we found in a lot of these drugs including a lot of the pain, newer pain meds like oxycontin and and the uh, benzodiazepines like ativan etc they actually cut you off from your limbic system it doesn't really function and so can you see how it makes a, a whole a nation of people who don't have a conscience or em- empathy for others. They can't feel, they can't feel for themselves. It's amazing when people say, Yeah, I'm not sad anymore, but I just, I don't feel. And that's not the way we're supposed to be. But it also makes people disconnected from not only themselves, but from everybody else. Everything they've done for what, oh, hundreds of years probably now, trying to, to uh, destroy the family unit, so you don't have anything to fight for, destroy patriotism, nothing to fight for. Destroy your own identity. You're not a male. You're not a female. You're not anything. You know, you can't win or lose. You're just a blob. And so also destroy the connection of God, you know, your, your God connection. They they want you to, you know, they're, they're teaching different things in the church, which isn't quite true, and making it so that you can't talk about God. And then these drugs definitely have an effect on us and how we feel.
1: You know, what's interesting about this is, you know, I've seen this in my own life as far as, you know, since I was a kid and how people used to be alive. They used to communicate. They used to talk to each other. And then, you know, we know that, you know, they started putting fluoride in the food supply and in the water supply back in the the 40s. And we know that creates pretty much a zombie state in which you basically become servile and infertile. And they've tried all these different techniques to reduce the population of the planet and to stop our connection to god and they're doing everything they possibly can with all of these different drugs like you said disconnecting us from our but from our our reasoning skills so we can no longer feel or have emotion but no i spoke to a pastor yesterday and he's a good man i really like the guy and i said to him i said have you asked your congregation how many of them have been vaccinated he goes no i said have you addressed the problems associated with the vaccines and the side effects and he said no and I said, well, what have you talked about? He said, well, I've talked a little bit about the New World Order and what they're trying to do. And I said, but look, I said, Pastor, if you don't do this, if you don't implement you know, these different concepts into your church, if you don't start talking about the truth of what's going on to us as far as from a health standpoint and from a, how should I say, drug standpoint, like the Bible calls it pharmacia. What's going to happen to your church? I said, you're going to lose everything. You think you're trying to support your church and sustain your church by not telling them the truth because you don't want them to leave and go somewhere else. But in essence, what are you doing to them? And I've seen this, uh, Doc, so much in the, in the evangelical circles. They don't want to tell the people the truth. They don't want to talk about what's going on because they're scared they're going to lose giving units, and they're going to lose some of the financing for these giant buildings that they built. And they won't be able to pay the bills. And I've seen it over and over and over again. So they've traded this dollar, this almighty dollar – for the truth to these individuals who are in the churches. And then we have the tricyclic antidepressants and the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which basically put people like you said in a zombie state and they have no feelings any longer, but what's it going to take? And I understand it's going to take Jesus Christ, but from a grassroots standpoint, you mentioned to us that we have to go to these school board meetings, which my son and I have already done. Uh, What else do we need to do? Do we need to go ahead and start working locally with our local politics to try to figure out what's going on? How do we expose these people when we know that the mainstream media is completely controlled by these Kabbalists and these Luciferians? I mean, how do we go in at this point when we're on such a downhill slope and try to fix this, Kerry?
2: It's actually pretty easy because we need to remember that all of these organizations, even the world organizations, were all created to serve the people. We, the people with inalienable rights given to us by our creator, God, and everything was created under us. So we are the creator what we create does not supersede us only if we allow it. And there's a window of time that we can make it right again because in our constitution, it says, if our government, our government officials that we elected do not follow and protect our rights, bill of rights, constitutional rights, human rights, it is our duty, not responsibility, duty to make the government anew. And how you do that is peaceful noncompliance. It is easy, easy, easy. First of all, all at first, I, first of all, my stance, I'm a brave heart kind of person. I I would be there in an instant, okay, but the rest of the American public, no. So, okay, so this is, I think, an easy thing that we can do. You pull all the kids out of the school. It could be just for a week, two weeks, a month, and that would be put shockwaves already because, A, you're protecting the children. The weaker and the more fragile at this very moment, they're not learning anything right now. I hate to tell the parents, they're learning terrible things, okay, not good things, and they could learn more from home. And that would definitely put a damper in this plan going forward, okay? You're showing them you, that you're n- united. You're showing them that you're standing up for rights. And you're doing it through peaceful noncompliance because we do not take our rights back. They are, they are our rights. They are violating our rights. And we are going through that process, not the other way around. So you do that. The other thing that could make a huge difference, right now there is a nursing shortage, widespread. And so they're trying to pull the the bluff over on the nurses saying you must get this injection. Uh, that's a bluff because they can't afford to lose just a tiny percentage of the nurses. We know that. So there are templates online you can follow about getting, you know, saying that this is, this goes against your, your rights and they cannot, if they, if you have five or 10 nurses, let's say in an institution, they can't afford that many to go and if we have this you know happen across the US that would put a huge signal out to these people pushing this agenda and also we need that spark because those sparks would fan the flames in everybody else people are are scared and petrified and holding on because they they lost that passion with god right so they're not willing to to get out and, and maybe risk something, which is still crazy to me, but I understand that. So we need that spark, that fire. These are easy things to do and they're necessary things to do because if we continue to think that the next politician will help us, that our FDA will help us, do, does, do people not realize that our government is totally not functioning at all, at all, like it used to, it is not abiding, abiding by any of its constitution, its uh, mandates, its own laws. So how do you expect them to fix it when they're the ones that got us into this in the first place? It's up to us, the people. And we are accountable for everything. Just like uh, JFK said, you know, stop asking what your country can do for you. What can you do for your country? We must now take accountability for ourselves, what's happening right now, what's happening in our country, because we represent not only ourselves, but our family, you know, our community and our country, that, that loss of accountability is also a problem, not my problem. Right. And if we have to get that back, that we are, you know, our country represents us. So the Afghanistan, you know, tobacco, we can't just say, that's not me. That's not my problem because we didn't talk. We, we haven't talked to our own, you know, politicians about the things they've been doing that have been terrible on humanity around the world we represent our country too we need to keep them in check we are the checks and balances so you know a lot of us comes comes back on us that we allowed people while we were sleeping to go ahead and make these these rules and mandates and and do things around the world that is not really what what stands for us patriots so we need to we need to make that right it's up to us the people
1: Well, you know, I've said for years, um, you know, the only way we're going to get this back is that the people have to wake up, the pastors in the pulpit have to wake up, people have to do exactly what you say, pull the kids out of school, you know, we homeschooled all four of our children, you know, Austin has two children, my, you know, my son, my co-host here of the show, and he's not putting them in the public school system and yet we still went to the public school system and I and I fussed. I was I got pretty adamant about what was going on as far as with cultural Marxism, the Frankfurt School and this basically ideology they brought into this United States now as far as, you know, racism again, all the other things now we have black organizations and black campuses and black college students all over the country now saying they want to have separate graduations and they don't want to graduate with white people. I mean, we're going back to the, no, it's it's insanity. We're going going back into the fifties and into the forties. And of course, a lot of this started on a Barack Obama and what he did and how he pushed this racism in the United States. And of course, Kamala Harris. And, and, you know, and and I laugh about it too, uh, Carrie, I, I joke, I say, you know, you guys are saying you want all of this. I said, Barack Obama is a black guy. I said, the reality is, is I mean, you guys think that, you know, we've already had a, we've already had a black president. So you can't say that, you know, we're prejudiced in the United States. I said, we don't like what he did as far as all the stuff he pushed men using bathroom with little girls. And a lot of people believe that, you know, he basically is gay, which that's beyond the scope of our conversation today. And there's questions as far as the sexuality of Michelle, all these different things. But the reality is this. We as the American population, we have to say no more. We're not going to if we allow them to continue to do this exactly like you said, operate outside of their own checks and balances, completely ignore the Constitution, then we're going to be in a situation where the United States is going to be no more. This is what I told my pastor friend yesterday. I said, and the world d-
2: itself, because we are the world's watching us to see what we do. If we well, fall, you know, they fall.
1: Well, no, and that's what uh, that's this is why Afghanistan was such a debacle. Why it was a controlled demolition. They did it on purpose to basically discredit the United States as a world power. I mean, we we can't even get our own personnel. We have 40,000 people over there that American citizens that we can't even get out, and we're putting all of these Taliban people under these planes and bringing them out. Again, it's what it's doing is taking the United States and destroying our image as a world power and destroying our ability to lead the world, which is what they want because they want their new world order, and that doesn't include the. Un- United States, they want a centralized government that they want to run and they want to control everything through their central banks. And if we allow them to do this and allow them to continue to destroy the United States, we're going to be on the ash heap of history. Period. And so you're absolutely right. Now, tell me about there's some things. You know, we talked a lot about the ovarian function as far as far as spike proteins to segue into this back with this again. But we have we know when we have sex, secondary sexual sexual secondary sexual characteristics developing. In, in utero that the ovaries become testicles and these little boys that are then born with, you know, what the X, you know, Y chromosome, but tell me what happens overall when you basically overload these ovaries and these testicles, are we going to have a hermaphroditic race as far as what's happening right now and what percentage of people are going to die from these kill shots and what percentage of people will make it through? Will the old people go first Will the young people go first? Will we have infertility in the next generation? What what are your projections for the next three to five years with this?
2: Well, first of all, we're only going on what the manufacturers are telling us because we don't really know what's inside of these vials. It's really important that I keep saying that. I can tell you, though, that I did see a vial with my own eyes under a microscope. And what I saw were um, synthetic structures very colorful that came um, that were apparent over time only with, with the white light from the microscope. And I never saw that phenomenon phenomenon where colors just appeared. And then so with some research, it showed that a semiconductor material would do that, that they do that with semiconductor materials almost to, to to cloak the electronic components. Um, And so these synthetic structures that I saw, there's metallic structures that I saw as well. I mean, That is very important to know because these things by research are self-replicating, meaning once they're injected, they're actually um, they use this hydrogel because it's very uh, it's able to assimilate and hybridize with human tissue. Now, imagine that synthetic structures that's self-assembling and they have a graphene oxide in it that actually could now have computing power. And a synthetic network that goes into the body and hybridizes it. That's called, if that is successful and that happens, it's called a cyborg. So we got a bigger problem than just her- hermaphrodites then. We're talking about creating humans into part cyborgs, which if you listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ray Kurzweil, all these big wigs that are in charge of this, this movement called transhumanism, they're excited for that. They think this is wonderful. They think that we should be these cyborgs. And I saw this with one of the vials. We need a lot more uh, investigation. You know, they don't allow us to look at things under the microscope, these vials under the microscope. This is why we should put a moratorium and demand we see what's under there, because how do we know what's given in Georgia is the same as Florida, as Texas, as Israel? We don't know that. We have no idea. So we need to see what's happening. But the little I saw is very upsetting to me. And this is not what people are understanding what's inside of these injections.
1: Now, you, are you familiar with Morgellons at all? Yes.
2: Yes, of course. All right.
1: all right. Let's talk about Morgellons because, you know, they have the bright colored fibers. They, send, they tend to self-replicate in the body. Uh, they tend to be in bodies that have high levels of mercury as far as from, uh, you know, like, you know, flu, flu shots, et cetera. Is this just like a continuation of the Morgellons, you know, phenomena that we've seen? Is Morgellons not effective enough as far as infecting enough people? Are they trying to do it now, in, you know, basically through injections? What do you think about that? I know I, I kind of dropped this one on you because I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to go into this today, but I always found that Morgellons thing quite 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 alarming.
2: Well, it's it's a possibility, you know. Again, we don't know that much about the Morgellons either, but they do appear to be the synthetic self-replicating fibers that, that they don't have an, that we know of an origin originally from here. It looks like it's synthesized, but it has this, uh, some, uh, this kind of ability to be programmed or, or to continue to self replicate and, and to grow itself. So yes, is this, this could be something along the same lines of that. Um, and people need to to realize that they, they have been doing these things similar. So this program I told you about in the very beginning of the show um, where I was in this meeting, and they said they wanted to do the health app and, and hook it up to the person. Well, right now in West Africa, Bill Gates with his, his company Gavi and MasterCard and Trust Stamp, and AI program, for over a year have been testing this technology out on the poor people there. So what they're doing is each of these people are getting their COVID jabs, and then they get a, a number with that, a barcode, right? And so that will, uh, all their medical records and vaccine information is downloaded into this barcode. And so with this, they're also, they also have all their monetary funds coming into this barcode. So that's like a cryptocurrency or credit. In this program, now this is a testing phase, mind you. They said if if a person in the community does not want the injection, they can, they are banned from the program, meaning they don't have any way of getting the funds. Okay, blocking them out. And so they said that they are also using this technology that, you know, now we're talking about this part of the nanolipid particle or AI kind of technology. Now they're doing the barcodes, etc. The, they said that they plan to use it for also surveillance and predictive policing in the same people. So here you have finally the admission by these people that they're going to use the technology in the injections for spying on people and predictive policing like the minority report of Tom Cruise. And if you look at the World Economic Forum, what do they say that every human will be like in 2030? That every thought will be known and recorded. Every dream will be known and recorded. And hopefully none of those thoughts and dreams go against the narrative of the time because you could be in trouble for what you think and dream of. That's what they envision us. So we need to wake up because this is already in the works. And they said once it's perfected in Africa, they will introduce it to all the developed countries.
1: Is this COVID uh, vaccine not a vaccine? Death shot passport that are developing? Is it a continuation of the Chinese credit score, including the medical information and data information on all of your finances? And I mean, what is this? Is this it, it, the? Fi-
2: it's everything you could ever think of (laughs) awful everything. It's humanity because we're talking about if this synthetic gene that's being injected into people that you're making, we're making it actually, we have the potential of taking any gene that's in our body and it goes, it goes up into the nucleus of our body. And we have the ability to do that. We can integrate it into our genome that happens all the time. So if this synthetic gene is integrated into the genome of a human, By law, by the Supreme Court justice ruling, whoever owns the patent on that gene now can have the patent and own either part or all of you, the human, you, your body. This is frightening. This is why they're denying about this being able to be taken up into the genome. They don't want to answer that question, but we know it has a huge potential. They won't check it right now to see if it's being taken up into the genome, The other frightening thing is this. When they're doing synthetic genes, these scientists are very proud of their work. They want to sign it like an artist signs their painting. So when they're taking a synthetic gene, they actually, you can read it like a a living language, like a book. They're putting their names inside of there. That means their names are branded inside of you, your genome that's taken up, like a cow or chattel. They're also putting an email in there. Three messages, which they won't tell us what the messages are, and a brand new alphabet or syntax. Talk about a program. Talk about branding you. Talk about who ownership of a human. We're talking on a level that is just so satanic to me, so evil, and it's against every right we have. And they're slyly doing this. Now, will it all work? All of these plans they have? I don't know. But I don't want I don't want to give them the opportunity to find out, do you?
1: No, I don't either, Carrie. In fact, you know, it's interesting. I've talked about many times about how the same satanic network were the ones who ran the slave trade for 400 years and all over the world and, and still going on today. And how they had a problem because the slaves would sneak away and the slaves would escape and they couldn't keep track of their inventory. And so now they're finding a way to inject us with this nanotechnology to maintain control of inventory. And so we're turning, like you said, into cattle or chattel or basically individuals that are completely and totally owned and controlled by another entity, another species, another Luciferian elite. If you want to call me elite, I don't, I call them elite, the Luciferian lowlife weirdos, yeah. you know, the witches and the warlocks and the weirdos. And I just think this thing's nuts, but I think you're right. I think if we don't wake up as a human species at this point, and say, we're not going to deal with this. We're not going to put up with this and say no. But again, I'm coming back to the same thing that I asked you in the beginning. And I understand that we have to pull the children out of school. I've got that. And, I've got to understand, and I have got understand that the churches, which don't seem to want to wake up because of what happened with the Schofield reference Bible and what happened with the Johnson Amendment and how they're all scared of losing their 5013C corporations and they don't want to tell the truth because they're too worried about their own personal lifestyles. If we don't as an individual or as a group wake up and do something and not rely on individuals such as Trump or Biden or whatever, these two are two jokes as far as I'm concerned, and realize that we have to rely on Jesus, who is the author, who is the finisher, who is the perfecter of our faith, and without him there is no hope, then at that point we're going to go into the same thing that they did in Genesis chapter 6 where every thought of every man was evil all the time until God comes back. And back then he flushed the planet and had enough of it because there were no more humans left pretty much, and he decided he had enough. Yeah. But, you know, is that what we're going to require now is we're going to have the tribulation come. They're going to build a third temple, bring the Antichrist out. Is that the goal of all these groups? I don't know. So we've got a few minutes left. Go ahead and give me your parting words of wisdom as far as what you think. Again, as far as a summary of where we are, and what we need to do so the folks can, you know, kind of get some hope from all of this stuff, Carrie.
2: Well, I mean, it's I I know who I am and I know what I will do. And I know that there's nothing that anyone can do to make me change my mind to make me change what I say, to, to no one can take my body, no one can do anything they want with my body. So I'm, I'm willing to die for that. Now, if there are others willing to stand with me, that doesn't have to go that far because we are the 99%. We can make anything we want happen. We are made in the likeness of God. We're making an image of God. Whether we are in the likeness is up to us. And so we have the power to change all of this like very fast but I know where I am. I know who I am. And I, I, I'm happy. I, I hope I see other brothers and sisters in Yeshua, Jesus Christ stand with me as well. And, and, you know, we'll see as, as time goes on. Right. But I, I'm just encouraging okay. people to take the simple steps to just pull their kids out of school and okay. to support one another. Let,
1: let me ask you another question. I had a pastor yesterday. I mean, he's a big pastor. He's got 40,000 members in his church. He has like, eight, ten different campuses. I mean, he's very, very, very successful as an evangelical pastor. And he asked me yesterday, which I was really kind of shocked, he said, is there any scenario that you would see yourself, Ted, in taking this COVID vaccine? And I said to him, as I, said, I said, Pastor, I'm surprised you even asked me a question like that. I said, this is my line in the sand. This is my line that I would die over. I will not allow myself to be voluntarily injected by this stuff. I said, now, if they grab me in a doggone traffic stop and there's 10 of them and they hold me down and they do it to me and I can't stop it that's one thing but I will not voluntarily do it because he was acting like he wanted to maintain his lifestyle and still be able to travel around the world and have his vaccine is there any way Carrie that you would voluntarily take this shot
2: absolutely not and right now for me just speaking up Um, the medical board is, is wanting to take my life medical license away, but I will not stop speaking. They can't make me stop speaking. And so there's nothing anybody can do to buy me and to make me be quiet because this is the right thing to do. And I stand in truth and all of us that are speaking up, all the doctors are all under heavy pressure in many different ways. And in Europe, they even try to make, uh, make them incompetent mentally when they're speaking up like this. So it's not without risk, but we know it. We know who we are. We know how important it is. We know what this means and that nothing can stop us.
1: Well, you know, I know of another medical doctor. I'm not going to mention any names here because this information is confidential. You may know of the same person, so I can't discuss any names of this. They're trying to take this person's license also, and now they want this person to basically uh, willingly submit to a psychiatric evaluation. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's one of the worst things that anybody can ever do, because if those guys start wanting to baker act you and two or three of them get together, they can haul you off in a straight jacket and put yes, you, know, you full of drugs.
2: People don't understand the gravity of it. Yeah. I mean, it's so I mean, we, we are putting everything we have on the line in many different ways to try to get people to understand. And I hope at least they'll they'll keep their ears open, their eyes open and their heart open to what we're saying. We wouldn't be doing this if it If it wasn't so important and we wanted you to hear this and to know that it doesn't have to be that painful to do this, this change, because we are the people we are the we, we are under God if you choose to be that. And so we can change this.
1: I agree with you. I agree. With you. I, I believe that the hope we have is going to be in Christ Jesus. I believe we can do all things through Christ. Absolutely, who us. yeah. And I and I exactly. believe that this is the day, and I still continue to believe this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it, and I will stand with the word of God, and I will stand with what God and Jesus Christ have told me to do. And if we all do that together, in the aggregate, it's like you said, they have no hope because there's not enough of them. There's only about 200,000 of these weirdos on the entire planet that's about it. And the, the problem is is that they control the international banks. They control State Street, Vanguard, BlackRock with the major investment houses and they've taken their time now over hundreds and hundreds of years like you said earlier in the show to basically exercise this control over us to bring us back to the old world order under Moloch and Baal and Asher where they have open human sacrifices and rituals that they can do out in public and basically yes. feed their these interdimensional entities. But I want that's to thank exactly
2: you. what they want to do. But, you know, I tell you, with all my power and might, not on my watch, I will do everything in my no, power. I promise way. everybody.
1: I want to thank you, by the way, to be being on with us today. And uh, I really want to thank you for your insight and for your stance that you're doing. Uh, how can people contact you? Do you have a website? Do you have any information you can give me as far as be able to get in touch um, with you?
2: I'm still on Twitter and Facebook. I think that's because they need fodder for my hearing. <laughs> After my hearing, they'll probably get rid of it. Oh, and then, yes. uh, and then um, so at Dr. Mate, uh, serendipitygroup.org. I have back, as a backup information website. Um, and so that's, that's what I have at the moment. And um, I'm just going to conferences right now, trying to speak in public. And we're doing Bard's Fest in St. Louis, a revival. It's all praying and worship and singing and blowing 300 shofars at once for three or four days. So I'm excited, the end of August. I'm looking forward well, to that.
1: Carrie, thank you for having the time, taking the time out to be on the show today. I appreciate you very, very much. And uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on again in a few more months with better news and more more focus from the population in general as far as getting something done. Yeah. Guys, I want to thank you so much today for listening with Dr. Carrie Maji. She's been absolutely wonderful. She's incredibly brilliant. I really enjoyed having her on today. And, uh, you know, Austin, I'm going to have you go ahead and finish the show now and go ahead and do the write-up. I appreciate you guys. I love you so much much and continue to encourage Dr. Maji and these other people that are speaking up because, like she said, she's putting her life or line and her licensure
0: on the line. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You heard it here, guys. This is what we're dealing with on a regular basis. This is why we're bringing people in, these doctors that they're involved in this. They're on the front lines. They're right there with us talking about this every single day. And one thing that Doc just said that was so sincere, Direct civil disobedience, nonviolent disobedience. That is the absolute key that so many people are forgetting to use right now. We have a treasure chest of tools that we can use on a daily basis to change what's going on right now. And one of the most effective things you can do is not comply. If somebody walked up to you and they said, Hey, bud, um, I got this, this glass of you know, rat poison. Um, you need to drink it because if you don't drink it, you're killing grandmas, and you don't care about other people if you don't drink this rat poison. You would look at him and go, dude, you're nuts. You're crazy. Don't even talk to me. Leave me alone. Run away. Leave. Nobody would even respond to that. <clears throat> but now we have this complete and total – RNA gene therapy that don't tell you, there, there is no question whatsoever that she will even consider getting injected with the sludge, and people are getting it just to make other people feel better. Think about that for a second. People are willing to inject themselves with experimental compounds that have no long-term history whatsoever so other people feel better about themselves. And one thing that my friend said over the weekend when I was talking to him, he said the problem with it is, Austin, he said so many people are refusing to acknowledge or look at what's going on because they cannot deal with the fact – that they are actually wrong. They have to come to grips that they made a mistake and they injected themselves with a toxic substance. Because people can't do that. A lot of people cannot deal with that. And he's very succinct. And so why Doc said, nonviolent civil disobedience is the most effective tool. No, absolutely not. Like she said, you get a dozen or so nurses in a major hospital, no, we're not going to get it. Here's my religious exemption. You will listen to my religious exemption. You will understand, and you will comply with my demands of a religious exemption. If you start having at any point in time anyone, a business, a company, an entity, an individual, tell you, no, no we're not, we're not going to comply with your religious exemption. You're going to get the shot or you're fired. I said this already, and I'm going to say it again. Why in the world do you think once you get the injection, it will stop there with this company or entity? Why do you possibly think they're going to come back now in a month and say, well, we we respect your right? You know, you've gotten the injection now, so you're you're good. We, We won't bother you ever again. It's never going to stop. This is the first play in a very, very long event that they're setting up. And they're betting that people are going to basically comply. Nonviolent civil disobedience. Doc said it best. I appreciate all the emails and support. we have got a ton of emails yesterday. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Monday, you guys, know I ran solo. We've having this. This is a wild week, guys. A lot of stuff's going on. That's why I'm tenu- I continue to encourage everybody: get the truth out there and stand up for your convictions. I can't say that any more succinctly. If you have something that you hold, if you have a conviction, if you have a belief, hold it. Don't falter. Don't comply because somebody told you you need to comply. This is your belief. Hold strong to it. And I encourage everybody, you're not in this alone. There's a lot of people that are starting to wake up, a lot of people that are starting to wake up. So please, thank you. Get the news out there. Get the the truth out there. Forward our show, forward the articles, do the best you possibly can. We're all in this together on this one. And so thank you again for the support of Health Masters. You know, we don't have commercials on the show. We don't run ads on the show. I absolutely loathe commercials. I hate commercials. So I don't even have television anymore. So thank you for supporting Health Masters. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. If you need anything, give us a call. The NAC, the N-acetylcysteine, the glutathione precursor unbelievably great product extremely effective for detoxifying the system it is winning product of the week today so we'll be adding that on there in the next few minutes thank you my friends have a blessed safe awesome night we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always